0: Today we have Amanda. By now you would have heard Jackie's episode. Jackie was adopted at just four days old. We're speaking to her biological mother, her adoptive mother, and today we have Jackie's biological sister, Amanda. Amanda is 16 months younger than Jackie and their mother kept her. Let's get into it. Can you tell me a little bit about how you reconnected with your sister, Jackie?
2: I think I had just turned 18. She called us at my dad's house. She found us We got together and we went to Custard's Last Stand. And it's really funny because growing up, mom told us that we had a sister named Janica Dove and that she lived in Washington and that mom put her up for adoption. And then we learned that she lived 20 minutes our whole lives. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So how did she find you? I think when she turned 21, she was old enough to go to the adoption agency and request the information. And then she looked us up that way. What was that phone call like? Looking back at it, it was really cool. But at the time I was like, why does she even want to talk to us? It was a really rough year. We had a lot of loss that year in our family. And so I'm like, you know, she's not dealing with that. She doesn't have to know the mess that her family is. Like, why would she want to find us? Looking back and having built the relationship with her and being an adult now instead of in a child mindset, it's a completely different perspective. Like, I'm so glad that she tried to find us, that she wanted to find us. her parents told her that she was adopted that they never kept that from her after she found us, a lot of things I think made more sense to her about herself, like she filled in a lot of gaps It's funny because she had behaviors and characteristics that weren't from her upbringing. It was more of a biological thing if she hadn't met her family, she may not have known about her mom's mental illness and and what runs in the family and then She wouldn't have had that background to get the help that she needed to overcome her issue. Having that information and and knowing us helped her to fill out who she was. And her medical
0: history that was a blank before.
2: Yes. Honestly, I'm like, why would you want to know us? We're crazy people with sad eyes and sad lives. I had the same mentality at 18 with my sister Angela, who did not know she had siblings until she was 10. How did she not know? Her dad thought if she didn't know, then it wouldn't hurt that we didn't come see her. And we were all minors and none of our fathers made a priority of getting us together. We just grew up apart. And I remember when I was a little girl before Angela was born, mom wasn't sick until like she hit her like 25, 26 years old. She started getting really sick mentally. So before that, she was pretty good. Mom started to slip and mom was the glue that kept us girls all kind of getting together. And when mom couldn't anymore, we grew up like only kids.
0: Okay. There are five of you girls. Jackie is the oldest. You are 16 months younger than her, right? How far apart are the next three girls?
2: Yes. Savannah and Elizabeth are about a year apart. Elizabeth's in heaven. And Savannah is here. She's 30 this year. And then Angela is 10 years younger than me. 11 years younger than Jackie. Do you have any kids? I do. I have a little boy. He has asthma. COVID has this, you know, everybody's on their toes. He had an unusual flare up, like it hit real hard. His dad's like, Do you want to go to the doctor? And Aspen was like, Yeah. They went to the hospital and they did a COVID test. We'll know if that's it.
0: It's just COVID's scary. Poor guy. You know what's crazy? You sound like Jackie. Yeah.
2: We look the most alike. So Angela and Savannah look a lot alike. It's funny because they have different dads. And then Jackie. Elizabeth and myself, we look a lot alike.
0: What was it like when you met Jackie and she looked just like you?
2: It was exciting, it's exciting. She is just exciting. You've talked to her, she is very bright. Like she's a light, you know? Her siblings were not as cheery. And then Jackie is just like smiles, seeing how happy she is and healthy. We get to visit her and then building the relationship. It's kind of the sad part. She's my sister and being sisters, I believe her mom's name is Wendy. So with Wendy, I never know what to call her. It's Mr. and Mrs. Aker. They're such amazing people growing up. It's really funny because so my mom was kind of sick, so... As the oldest, I kind of took on a lot of roles and responsibilities that really weren't supposed to be mine. Before I ever met her, the first time she called me, I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, we can meet. And... I just thought her life was rainbows and unicorns. The more I get to know her, like I learned about her brothers and I've learned that she's experienced life too because she lost her brothers, but she found us. So she got her sisters back. So she lost her family, but she found her family. How did she
0: lose her brothers? Because they moved out?
2: I believe that they passed. She doesn't talk about it a lot. I don't ask either. I just remembered. I didn't know that. Yeah. She had two brothers. They died. Oh my God. I know that pain. She didn't know Elizabeth, but she knows the pain. And it's just, I hurt for her.
0: And you knew Elizabeth?
2: Yeah, I knew Elizabeth. Savannah and Elizabeth share a dad. And so they grew up together. And the rest of us grew up with our dads. I lived with mom until I was 13, I think. And then I got taken away. I remember that when I was a kid, I always wondered why my mother put Jackie up for adoption and then had me 16 months later. I could never like, I'm like, why would you do that? Like you weren't ready for a kid 16 months ago, but then you had me like, why, why would you have me? Why wouldn't you just wait? What did she say to that? I would never say these things to my mother. Okay. She's fragile and I would protect her. I would want to know that too. Being a mom now, I'm like maybe she missed her baby. For me, I don't like listening to my mom hurt. So when she shares stories from when she was younger, I get really sad and mad. Your mom is so young. She is, but she's packed it in there. She's done so much. She's lived through so much. I like to think that with our family that we have this look in our eyes. And I thought that by Jackie being up the part and having this better life with better opportunities. No one in our family's gone to college. They're sick. I used to think that it's in our blood. We have sad blood with alcoholism and drug addiction and codependency and mental illness. We have this look in our eyes. You can see it in my grandma, my uncles, my aunts, my mom. I don't want to have that look and Jackie doesn't.
0: That's so interesting that you feel like Jackie doesn't have that.
2: When her family brought her up, they set her feet on the ground. Mom was just shoved out the door while well, she was taken from her family. I think that's why she put Jackie up for adoption because she was not in a good situation. What happened? She was 17, living in Lacine, Kansas, which is a small town. Everybody knows your business. Mom does not talk about Jackie's dad at all. And I don't think it's because she doesn't know who he is. I think it's either the circumstances. Moms, she'll tell herself something until it's true. She could have had something bad happen at home and she would have told herself that it was something else and other circumstances. I remember she said that the first time she ever had consensual sex, it was with Jackie's dad. And that's the only thing I remember about Jackie's dad.
0: Don't you think that Jackie wants to meet her dad? Wouldn't that be special?
2: I think yes, she most definitely wants to meet her dad. I think it would benefit her possibly because I know that meeting mom and understanding mom has helped Jackie better understand who she is. It was such a
0: hole in her life.
2: Yes, I just don't know why mom would bury that so deep. Unless it hurts, like maybe he's not here anymore and mom is, it hurt her. Maybe that's why, like, I don't know. Mom doesn't talk about him except for to say what I shared.
0: I love how you protect her and I think that that's really beautiful. And Jackie also protects her and said she would never pry. Yeah, and she doesn't. Have you ever wanted to try to get it out of your mom to help
2: Jackie? I would almost have to get a book. I'm not going to say that she does not remember who he is, but I think that she will hide it. She buries things and fills in her own truth.
0: You think it's a coping mechanism?
2: I know it is. She developed it early. I can try to. She has to be well. It's just a matter of getting to where she can talk. Because when she's not well, she goes to these really dark places. She gets stuck there. That's so hard. It is. It's hard to watch. I lived with her this last year, and I feel guilty because I couldn't have a conversation with her like much at all. Like I was her therapist, and some of her hurts I don't know how to deal with. I'm working on it. We're trying to get Aston into counseling because I don't have the tools, but it's for coping with emotions and coping with feelings, big feelings, and so I turn them all into anger. So I'm really upset at whoever hurt my mom. So I'll listen to her tell a story and talk about the thing that she needs to talk about. And then I get so angry because she's hurt that she doesn't share with me. Then she's on edge. Like, it's not the reaction I should have, but it's my coping mechanism. It's broken. It's not a good way to deal with things. Mom cares so much about Jackie and what Jackie thinks of her. On Jackie's birthday, all of us got a present. Oh my God. Because the mama's baby, Jackie, we would all get a present on Jackie's birthday. Even before you met her? Yes. Like when we were kids and we're growing up, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, but she would make sure everyone got a gift on Jackie's birthday. It was a day for her.
0: Oh my God. So she obviously still thought about her.
2: Yes. We had this little statue that was hand painted of this little baby in our house and mom's like I'm gonna send this to your sister Jackie in, in Washington because mom told herself and totally believed that Jackie was in Washington. I love that Jackie protects her too. It's amazing how connected we are for how we've been disconnected you know. How many years have you been reconnected? Yeah about 10 years maybe longer. It's actually kind of amazing because we connected with Jackie and then we went and ate at the Custard's last stand and it was a week before I moved to Minnesota. It was just this like meeting with a friend. Over the years, it's gotten to be where we get together more and we call each other more. I always apologize to her for it, but like I'm still really reserved around everyone except for my immediate, like my son and my husband and me. That's where all my energy goes. And I always apologize to Jackie for being such a crap sister. I want to be a better sister. And I'm like, Jackie finally has sisters. And I want her to be close. It's really amazing that she didn't just meet us and then stop talking to us. She pursues a relationship and we reach her pursuit. It's been amazing to to have her love us. I love that. I mean, that's special love. It is. I think in adulthood, we get to share in each other's moments. People ask me, do you have any siblings? And I'm like, yeah, I have four sisters. And then my dad has three girls. I've got all these sisters. <laughs> and, and now then- you have a son. I mean, you probably don't know what to do with boys. Oh, I don't. And then Jackie had a boy. And I ask uh, how you met Jackie?
0: We met because we were both following a podcaster. Jackie sent glass rings to an event that I was working on with that podcaster. And then after the event, I loved the rings and I contacted her and I was like, oh my God, you're in Chicago. I'm in Chicago. We should totally be friends. Oh, she's so it. creative. So yeah. loving. We were both pregnant at the same time.
2: I love it when she smiles, like she'll light up the room. Oh yeah. Like, I miss her. I do too. (laughs) You'll have to go and see her and give
0: her a hug for me. She's out and about. I mean, she hasn't even let COVID slow her down. And it's funny because with Eli, she was taking him to Lollapalooza and now she's taking him to the zoo with a mask on. She's like, I am not letting this
2: stop me. And she's nine months pregnant. No way. So it's really funny. I was texting her the other day and I was like, what are you having? And she's like, I don't know. I'm not going to know until August. It was August 18th, I think was her due date or something like that. Yeah. I think she's waiting until the baby's born. I'm like, you're so mean to me. I don't know what to buy.
0: That's funny. She's a planner too. You guys have that in common.
2: Yes. She is a way better planner than I am. Like I have the intention to, (laughs) I have the intention to plan. A lot of times what happens if I put too much thought into a project and it doesn't turn out perfect? My immediate reaction is to get angry because I'm sad. So what I do is I plan to plan it. And then the day of the event, I just scramble in the last minute and I put it all together. And then it looks like I planned it all out. It works out. Okay, so you guys
0: look alike, sound alike, and plan alike.
2: (laughs) uh, Yes. What was it
0: like having such a young mother?
2: When I was in seventh and eighth grade... Mom got into doing the things that 21-year-olds do. I would be at home and with Angela because I was old enough, and she'd come home drunk and curl up into bed with me. and I remember being really angry with her, like all the time, because people did not treat her very well, so she was a stripper. And yeah. I remember she would come home on the days where she didn't make good tips, and she would just be crushed. And so I swore to myself, I would never work a good tip job. Not that it's bad, but I remember those bad days for my mom and how she would just be broken. I saw her hurt a lot. At first, you know, I was really respectful of my mom. I'm going to quote a movie, but in the eyes of a child, mother is God, right? Mom was my hero. And honestly, she still is because she's still nice after all the crap she's gone through. Her heart is still soft and I don't know how. Then when I hit probably about 11, 12, and I really started seeing the way that people were just bashing her and beating her up and hurting her. And I would just, I started getting angry. And, you know, I talked to her the way that they talked to her. And I treated her the way that they treated her. And I was her daughter. I dealt with a lot of guilt and shame over that. When I was a young adult, I did a lot of apologizing and a lot of making amends to my mother for the way that I did treat her. How were you able to get to the apology? Her heart is so open, so she accepted it. But it was just a matter of seeing what she was going through. Once I was an adult and I saw how the world, it's not all lollipops, rainbows. It's hard. It's cruel. She didn't need to get that cruelness from me. She had it coming from everywhere. When I moved to Minnesota, I saw my mom differently. It was like looking at the whole thing from the outside. Being far away, I saw who my mom was. And I had time to reflect. And my mom, she wasn't really there when I was a kid, but when I needed her as an adult, she was right there. When I called to her and I reached out to her for help, she was right there for me. I had a panic attack, I didn't know that, but I had a panic attack and I called my mom, It was a year after my dad passed away and my life was just falling apart up there. So my mom, she drove all the way up there. She picked me up and she brought me home back to Missouri from Minnesota. And she didn't even question it. She got in her car that moment. It was good. With reconnecting with Jackie when it happened, Jackie got to see things in my family that I didn't get to see. Jackie got my mom, my dad, my sister Savannah, and they all ate a meal together and play games. If we could watch each other's memories, that would be a doozy of one. How is your mom with the grandkids? She is super happy and loves to buy things. Oh my goodness, does she love to buy things for the babies. She wishes she could spend more time with them, for sure. (laughs) Like all the time would be preferable to her. She is a happy, happy grandma. Jackie Madison, St. Louis, and we went to the St. Louis Zoo. And my goodness, you had to pry that baby out of mama's hands. Little Eli. Mom was like, Nope, my turn. My turn. All my turn. <laughs> she is a good grandma. She's playful and energetic with the babies. And she has this way, like she plays with Eli. Like with Aston, because we lived together, she had to kind of take on a different role as grandma. So she didn't get to play as much. So mom got to have those experiences. She's healthy. That's good for her. And then I think she does get sad because she missed so much of our lives. Like she missed Jackie's life. And she missed a lot of Angela's life because Angela was taken by her dad. Basically, when she's in the moment with the baby and she's playing with Eli, she's in the moment. But then once Eli's gone, once she goes home, once life's back to normal, she deals with the sad and the loss and she grieves. My mom is amazing and infuriating. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking
0: your time and opening up to me and giving me insight into the other part of the story. I mean, what... An incredible story.
2: Oh boy, let's go to grandpa.
1: This is a part of the Jackie saga. This is her sister, Amanda. The irony here is that Jackie had lost a few brothers and ended up searching for her birth mom. Would like to know her birth father. I don't think that's been uh, found out yet. But she got to meet her sisters. It's a very interesting uh, story uh, how siblings can be very different. And yet some siblings can be very much where they have a lot in common, even though they don't grow up in the same house. In Jackie's family, there's mental illness. There's drug addictions as well. There's big highs and lows. There's loss of family members. There's different fathers a lot of disruptions, a lot of obstacles in the way. And yet it's quite ironic that there's still so much love when they can get together and can get reunited and where they defend their natural mother for all the hardships that they went through. And another ironic thing is, is that when someone is being abused, like their mother, the natural mother was in this particular case, and you see someone getting abused, isn't it funny how sometimes seeing it happen, you end up even doing it yourself for a while, says the daughter, and then she comes around and says, my gosh, everything that my mom has gone through and what kind of lovely heart she has about people and people that have always taken advantage of her, I see that I did it too, and she apologized for it. I think over time, as we mature and grow and we see different choices that we've made in our lives, we can reflect and hopefully find the right answer. But sometimes we do it wrong first.
0: Better Call Daddy Show is now sponsored by Chicago Lavish Glass. I have taken my own kids to make glass jewelry. I'm obsessed with the rings and necklaces. Custom glass jewelry for holidays, showers, weddings, celebrations of life and gender reveals and more. Now you can use the code BCD for 20% off, like Better Call Daddy. I've made the glass, and I can tell you it's first class. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and tune in. Add Better Call Daddy podcast on IG at Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn.com. Thanks for listening to the
2: Better Call Daddy show.